today because I worked on uh, one sermon all the week. And uh, Pastor Frank got up and he blew me out the water. This is it. This is my sermon for today. He came up and he just blew me away. So uh, this morning, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. But this morning about 4, 4.30, the Spirit of the Lord woke me up and said to uh, get something else ready. God is a good God. I mean, he's a good God. And it's not its not neatly typed like this was, you know, because I was pecking away yesterday afternoon trying to get this stuff ready. But the Spirit of the Lord woke me up this morning. It's in tablet form, and it's coming to you just like he gave it to me. Yeah, and, I, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I just love it. My theme for you this morning is because of my prayer, I can talk about my life. Because of my prayer life. I can talk about my life. And this is all about my life, what I'm telling you this morning about my prayer life. And it's coming from Philippians 1, verse 4. Oh, I'm sorry. Philippians 1, verse 4. And Matthew 26 and 41, Ephesians 6 and 18. And if you put them all together, you're going to get the same thing, just a little bit different in each form. But I really want to focus this morning on uh, Philippians 1 and 4. Always in every what? Prayer of mine, what? For you and making what? Requests for joy. You have psychiatrists now that are telling us to get a life. Get some joy in your life. They've just found out what we knew all along, that stress, worry. It's not only taking your joy away, it's taking your insides away. We have ulcers, we have depression, we have some people who go as far as to take their own life, when all they need is a prayer life. All they need is a prayer life. And this is my request to you this morning, that you not make any decisions in your life before you check it out with God. You pray about everything. And I ask him this morning to let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. May I say nothing this morning that takes away from the scriptures. May I say nothing this morning that leads you in the wrong direction. Let everything I say be about of God in my life. And you can look at what I'm saying in my life. And maybe it'll work in yours because God has been so good to me. I mean, so good. I can't even tell you what he did for me this week compared to last week, compared to the week before. And today has been one of the best days I've had in a long, long time. Taking off my medicine because it was ruining my liver. And uh, I had to spend more time on my knees, just a little bit more time. Regardless of all the disease that's eating away at my bones, you know I can still get on my knees and pray. 
Now that's a miracle. I can't hardly walk, but I can still get on my knees and pray. And this is what we got to do. We got to pray all the time. We got to pray in power of the Holy Spirit. There's a warfare going on in this world like never before. We're seeing things now that we never thought we'd see in life. We're seeing things now that we never hoped to see in life. And we're seeing things now that we hope just dissipate and we never see them again in life. Just let it be gone. Just let it be gone. We don't want to deal with this. But in the meantime, you've got to pray. And everything you got to pray. And this is my favorite sermon when you're talking about prayer. Because that's all I know to do. When you have a good prayer life, like he said, you're paying $150 an hour to a psychiatrist when all you got to do is go buy you a good Bible. A good Bible. You get you a good Bible and it's free. Every time I get ready to go to the doctor, the first thing I do before I leave home, they taught me this when I was a little girl. We had to read for a blind man. My sister led him half of her life. The kids would pick at him, pick at her in school because she had to lead a blind man. She led him till she was a teenager. But every time he took a trip, we had to go around and read for him. I would lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from who? The Lord who made what? Heaven and earth. I have no fear about saying that prayer when I get in my car and get on the highway. Just two weeks ago, pastor had to come and get me. I got on the highway in my car. I had just had it fixed. I didn't know what it was. Sailing down the road, you know, doing a cool 75. Had just got me some, what you call that thing off. That marine gas. I love marine gas because it just puts a pep in your car. You know, you can just feel it when it's, you know, soaring. Riding down the road with that marine gas. And all of a sudden, I'm between two trucks. I mean, two big trucks. And here's another one, you know, coming barreling up behind that third one. I started to lose power. And the first thing I said, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, help me, Lord. Look yonder. Just look what's gaining on me. And I prayed, and I prayed, and I got that thing off the road. And I sit there for a few minutes until I got my composure and everything you need to pray. And I said, Lord, I thank you for not letting it be over with. I thank you, Father, for giving me another chance, another day, another day. And then I called my brother-in-law. I said, what you doing? He said, get me some Chinese rice and something else, you know. I'm still trying to get my breath. I said, well, I, I, I need a ride home. I called a mechanic. When they got there, I got myself together, and we came home. And he got down there, and he picked that thing up. He said, I can't find nothing wrong with it. I said, you got to be kidding me. But guess where it's sitting now? In the yard. I'm not leaving until I know what's wrong with it. God give me a chance, and I'm not taking any other chances when he brought me out of this. If you are a spirit-filled believer, you've got to be dressed in the full armor of God daily. Okay, from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun. You've got to be able to stand against all the encounters that you might face for that day. That's if you're a true-born believer. And when I say fully dressed in the spirit, you've got to be fully dressed in the word of God. That's the spirit of God, the word of God. You got to know the word of God just like you know your prayers. You just don't say your prayers and be over with. You take some time every day and read a few scriptures. 
just read a few. If you get to doing it and you get out of the habit of giving God some of your time every day, you watch yourself. You'll make a mess out of life every time you step out the door. You got to give God some time. You got to give him time. He gives us six days a week, and yet we cannot give him what? One Sunday. Some people go and they sit down and they do this all the time. When they, I don't have on the watch now, I got on my nano bracelets. But they watch that watch the whole while they're in church. And sometimes you hear the keys just jangle. Good Lord. This is our time with the Savior. This is the seventh day. The Sabbath day. He gave us, what, six days to do everything we have to do. And one day, just one day to honor him. And we set time limits on it. Now that's sad, isn't it? When you retire at night, be fully dressed in the word of prayer and supplications of the Holy Spirit because you don't know what's coming around at night. Ask God to protect you. Ask him to set his angels that watch over you at night. I have gone to bed a many nights and forgot to lock my door, but he kept me awake to the next day. And there's some bad boys out there now. They'll see what you got and they'll take it. They'll say, she's got insurance on it. Let her buy another one. So you pray at the rising of the sun. You pray at the setting of the sun. And you pray like you never prayed before. Because this might be your last chance you get to pray. Ask God, should I wake in the morning on your wings and he sees fit to wake you? You wake up with joy in your heart. And you pray. And you pray. And you pray. If you're sick, make it known before him. Make it known before him. God gave us five cents, and then he gave us something called common sense. I'm not telling you not to go to the doctor now because he educated the doctor to know what to treat you with. So you ask him to give you enough sense to know what doctor to go to. I'm not saying now, I'm not no prophet, you know, now when it comes to medicine, and you aren't either. That's why we have doctors. Pray and ask him to lead you in the right direction. Make known your joy of the ministry to everyone you meet along the way. The gospel is what brought me where I am today. I could have been so many other places. I could have been dead and gone. But God saw fit to lead me here through the gospel of his word. I've been up and down some dangerous highways in my life. But because of him, I still got joy. I still got joy. I still got joy. To the saints, we say pray. You ought to pray like you need him when you don't need him. And pray harder when you need him. And let him know I've been a favorite servant of yours. I get on my knees and I pray in the morning. I try to make it down there at lunch. But once you get up in the morning, if you don't pray time you get up, something is going to distract you. Something is going to distract you. I try to get my prayer in before the uh, lunchtime news come on. Because what happened... If you don't, that telephone is going to ring or it's something good on the news that you want to watch and you shove God to the back burner. We don't need to do that because he's brought us through what? From 6 o'clock to 12 o'clock. So we give him thanks. And then if thus he allow us to see what? Sunset? You get on your knees and you pray again. Pastor used to get on all of us. We used to be beat up so bad in his sermons about laying in the bed praying. That's a bad thing to do, saints. Long as you can get on your knees, get on your knees. 
when you can't get on your knees, then, uh, you know, you lay down and talk to him. But he hears you so much better when you're on your knees, you know. It's hard to fail when you're on your knees. You know, it's easy, it's easy, easy to get a prayer through when you're on your knees. But when you're laying on that bed, mm, my lips getting dry. And your and your 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 body is okay, and you don't have anything to stop you. What's your excuse? Fall on your knees. Thank you, love. Thank you. Thank you. To God be the glory. Live a life that's loyal to Him and surrender to Him all you have. Surrender in Christ. Live by faith. Walk by faith. This is your loyalty to him. Never doubt him in nothing you do. When you come to that altar and you place it before him, don't walk away thinking about it. Just leave it there. God is an awesome God. He doesn't operate on your time. He doesn't operate on my time. He operates on his own time. Just walk away knowing you have given him your prayer, your desire. And when he sees fit, he's going to grant it. Don't keep coming to him over and over and over, asking him the same thing over and over. That's a lack of faith. That is a lack of faith. If you pray to him and you've asked him him about it once, take your burdens to the Lord and do what? Leave them there. Don't take them and walk away with them. And don't try to handle them by yourself because we can't do it. Whenever I walk in the grocery store and I don't want nobody to know I'm crippled, I look for a cart. I always pull up in the parking lot and I'll park by me a cart because God has put that cart there to carry my heavy burdens around. Not my grocery. I don't put that much grocery in. I take myself to the cart and I push it around so I can help push my burdens around. If I go over, please stop. The saints love the saints. We need to love people like we never loved them before. When you go to town in the daytime, bless someone. And I hear it now more than ever, and it's truthful. People are not saying it just to be saying it, but bless you, dear. Have a beautiful day. Have a blessed day. May God bless you. You know, people come up to me sometimes and they talk. You know, I don't know them, but I got time. If you go to Walmart, you better have time. You better have time. If you go to Walmart, you better be saved. You better be saved because they can test your faith and they're so bad sometimes. Oh, they can test your faith. You know, a pastor used to preach to us about how to act in Walmart, you know. Sometimes I used to want to say something so bad, but I look around to see who I knew. And I just let it go. Because I prayed before I left that morning, and I'm going to Walmart, so I need to put an extra word in to help me to deal with these people in Walmart. I just don't know why, but it's a different atmosphere when people get in Walmart. And when you get through the checkout line and you want to comp something, they act like it's theirs. You know, and I always ask him, I put that extra smile on my face and I ask him, I say, is it all right to comp with you? You know, you know, is it all right? You know, I don't want to be clowning in Walmart. I don't want to be clowning in Walmart because somebody in that store might have a problem that they want to talk about. And if they see me making a fool out of myself, how in the world are they going to have any confidence in me? You got to be saved in your rapport. 
You got to let the light of God shine in you so others will see it and be want to let and want to be led to you so you can help them. But if you go around with blackness and darkness all the time in the back of your heart, who's going to trust you? Who's if that's the way Christians like, I don't want to be around them. We don't want that. We don't need that. We need to be Christ-like in everything we do and everywhere we go. When you're saved, when you've been born again, when you've gained, you, oh, my Lord, when you're saved, when you're born again, you'll gain discernment. God will give you a special feeling as to what to do, when to do it, and where to do it. He will lead you to others who are like you. That's when you're born again. If you're not saved, you've seen it. Birds of a feather do what? Flock together. If you're not saved, the not saved people are going to be over there, and the saved people are going to be here. He'll give you a spirit of discernment to know who to ask for what. If the spirit tells you don't approach them, obey the spirit. Obey the spirit. Never disobey the spirit. It doesn't take much to tick people off now. They carry so many burdens around, and nobody wants to talk about their problems. Everybody wants to keep it in the house. What's said in the house stays in the house. But after a while, it's going to blow up the house. And then everybody wants to talk about it. Everybody wants to talk about it. If you got a problem, take it to the Lord in prayer. Like I said, when you've been born again, he gives you a spirit of discernment about what to do. He gives you a spirit of discernment about spiritual truth, how to learn new revelations of truth. He gives you a spirit of newness in your mind. You learn how to do things that you've never done before in a different way. He gives you a spirit to know when to speak and when to be quiet. He gives you a spirit to pray about what you say before you say it. Because you don't know how people are going to accept it. You just don't know. Fast, you know, fast, fast, fast words are gone. Like my mother told me, it's easy. It's easy to flip out at the mouth and somebody will say, there she lay. Walk away from it. There she goes. Live to do it another day. You know, we don't have to take up everything. We don't have to take up everything. In my suffering, God is at work. I've learned wisdom through my prayer. You know what? Some of the best prayers in my life, I've gone through Pastor Bishop, my pastor, my bishop, and the other ministers here, Pastor James, was while I was down. One year. I had a terrible year. A terrible year. My brother and I went to Jackson and bought me a little car. I needed something to get better mileage with. I left home that morning, the Spirit of the Lord told me to uh, roll the windows down. I followed, I obeyed the Spirit. I rolled the windows down. It was hot. Went on around the corner, and they had found my neighbor dead, you know. He'd been in the house for about three days, you know, just dead. I stopped, and I prayed about that. I went on to town. I passed the bank, and that's the last thing I remember. That's the last thing I remember. In an army jeep took me out, you know. There was nothing left for the car. The car was uh the car was knocked off the chassis and knocked me through the window. I had on seat belt. 
and my foot got caught up in the seat belt some kind of way, and just my ear, my ear got cut just about off, you know, and I was hanging through that window. Suppose I had not obeyed the spirit and rolled that window down. I would have gone through glass, and my head would have been cut off instead of my ear, you know. Blood everywhere, everywhere. I had glass in my hair for days. But everything God told me to do that morning, I did it. He said, cut the radio off. I cut the radio off, and I didn't know why. I didn't know why. But I obeyed the Spirit, and I'm here to talk about it and tell you about it. I'm here. I went to work every day. I obeyed the Spirit. I had some of the toughest times I ever had in my life on my job. And uh, some of the men used to come to me. Now, Miss Jones, now you need to stop this. You need to stop taking everything to the Lord in prayer. We're going to take this up if you don't stop praying about it. I said, don't worry about it. It is all well with my soul. It is all well with my soul. It is well with my soul from the time I walk out the door until I come back in. And many, many, many times, if you just have patience and let the Lord handle it, you don't have nothing to worry about. You're just worried to be worried, you know. Take it to him first, you know, and let him handle it. You don't need to worry. You know, like I say, let it be well with my soul. Before I left there, before that month was over, three of those people who had always tried to stomp me to the ground, they were gone. They were gone. When you come in with those two little old boxes in the prison system, they give you two little boxes to put everything you own in them two boxes. What you can't put in them two boxes, you leave it. You leave it there. But just praying. I stayed there and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. Governor Bush got ready to cut our jobs out. Everybody who wasn't in education had to go. If you're in secondary education, you're gone. Lady told me, she said, you make me sick. We all losing our jobs and you don't do nothing but sit there and read that Bible. You don't do nothing but read that Bible. I said, what else is there to do? The Bible gave me this job, and the Bible will find me another job when this job is gone. And guess what? The Bible kept me right there again while they were all gone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All you got to do is trust in him. Just trust him and obey him. You know, and never have doubt. Keep the faith, whatever you do. If you don't have no faith, you don't have no joy. If you don't have no prayer life, you don't have no joy in your life, no way. You got to have a prayer life to have a joy life. Let me get on down and stop talking here. We talk about wisdom. It's the ability to take on spiritual truth. God's word apply to every circumstance in our life. If you got spiritual wisdom, it's no problem that you go out there and run into that you can't handle. I talk to my sister all the time. We share on the phone about some of the things that we start to do, but, you know, just having God in our life, you know. Maybe 20 years ago, we wouldn't have handled it that way. But it's a blessing to know that I've got the joy of God in my life. That I left that miserable person right on back there with their problem. James 1 and 5 tells us, if you like wisdom, do what? Pray. You got to do what? Pray. You got to pray. And God will give you a spirit of wisdom. But ask him in faith, knowing beyond a shadow of doubt, and he will answer you favorably. If you got doubt in your life, in your heart, don't look for a good answer. 
You might get your answer, but he'll let you wait a little bit longer. See, you got to be obedient. There's power in obedience. You got to be obedient. There is power in obedience. There is blessing in obedience. We teach our children how to obey, and as they grow up in life, they're going to be blessed. See warfare all around us. Every day is a day that we need prayer. Prayer without ceasing. Make the day count. If you don't know him today, today is that day. When my mother left this world uh, 30 years ago, the children asked us, is today that day? She would always tell her grandchildren, one of these days, I'll be gone. And the little children, I mean, my little six-year-old niece asked her mama, is today that day? Today could be that day. If you've never prayed before, if you've never trusted him before, today is your day. Reach out and grab your blessing. Don't let it pass you by. Touch him. Just touch him. You touch him with your hand. You're touching him with your heart. Your hand, your heart. Just ask him to save me today. If you've never dedicated your life to him, today is the day. Today might be the best day of the last day of your life. Today might be your tomorrow. You might not have a tomorrow. You know what? Don't let it pass by. Don't let the sun go down on you before you talk to the Lord and ask him, do I pose a clean heart? Am I shining bright? Am I bringing others to you? Has my life been of any value to anyone else other than me? Ask him. You got to know the Lord. You got to know him to ask him something like that. If your life has not been a valuable life to anyone but you, then there's something wrong with your prayer life. You better get ready. You better get ready. Because any day, any time, the terrorists are not over yonder. The terrorists are right here among us. They dress like us. They look like us. And we can't tell who they are. So every day, every day, remember, in such an hour that you know not, the son of man coming. Make today, make today the best day for the rest of your life. This might be your last time. If you don't know the Savior today, don't let it pass you by. Claim your reward for judgment. Make today your best investment on eternity. Make it an investment on eternity. We are not going to spend every day like we've had here. We're looking for a better day. We're looking for a day without no problems, no sickness, no harm, no illness. No dis, disgruntledness, I would say. No one disrespecting you. We're looking for a day of holiness, eternity. When we spend eternity with him, hey, all the rest of it's in vain. Because we have made it. We have made it, Bishop. We have made it. That's all I ask for in my life. I don't mind what you do to me now. Kick me around now. But you're making me stronger so I can look forward to spending eternity with him. I can take a beating. I can take a licking and I keep on praying. I'm not ticking, but I'll take a licking and I'll just keep on praying. I keep on praying. Like the road or stuff on. I got millions of things to tell you about this. I work for a mental health institution 
And you got to read the Bible to keep from going insane when you're working at a mental health institution. You encounter some of everything there. And our supervisor wrote us up for being them Jesus people. Uh, one, of the pre- one of them was a preacher's daughter, a preacher's wife, myself, and another lady, you know, that was a, I would say, a reputable woman in the church. But she wrote us up for Jesus people because all we knew how to do was sit down and read the Bible. Sit down and read the Bible. But, like I said, she was out looking for a job and the Jesus people were still there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Just be patient. Wait patiently on the Lord. Isn't that in the 40th Psalm? Say what? I waited patiently on the Lord. And he'll move all those, I would say, obstacles out of your life. He will bring more. He will bring more joy in your life out of reading this than he would out of reading and looking at a soap opera. It's more joy in this than it is a soap opera. Some of them said Tyler Perry got the best soap operas in the world. But Jesus Christ got the best, the best, the best of the best. You know what I mean? You don't have to watch no soap opera, you know, to be rich. You can be rich in spirit. All the carnage is out of your mind when you come right here to the word of the Lord. He is our Savior. If you think he isn't, try living without him. Try living without him. I guarantee you won't live long. I guarantee you won't live healthy. I guarantee you there'll be no wealth. I guarantee you will have no wisdom. Try living without him. Try living without him. If you think your prayer life is in need of a spiritual boost. You better get with some of these preachers before you leave here today. You better let them know. I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. You could walk out this door right out there and somebody run over you walking out of here. You got what? Ministers here? You got a bishop here. Just let them know. I'm not. If you're ashamed, don't be ashamed of them. If you shame on him down here, you know he'll disrespect us in front of his father who's in heaven, right? Just let him know, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. Could you help me? Could you lead me in the right direction? That's what they're here for. It's not easy. It's not an easy road to travel. But the same roads that we're traveling along now, Jesus has been there. He's been everywhere. He knows all. He sees all. And just bring it to him. There may be some danger along the way. But your prayer will minimize the danger. In my suffering, he's at work. The presence of the Holy Father is never more than a prayer away. Keep the faith. Never cease to call on Jesus. Lord, I pray for your discernment in my daily walk with you. I pray for my children to have knowledge and awareness of him. I pray for my friends to know him like I know him. I pray that they'll have a closer walk with God than some of them has. I ask the Father to give me strength to run this race, to give me patience to wait 
for all that he has for me. See, when you're going through all these turmoils, if he can't trust you with the little roughage down here, how you going to handle the big stuff? It's all a test. It's all a test. If you can't handle what, that sister who keeps something going on in the church all the time, what you going to do when he give you a bigger church? You're going to have bigger sisters with bigger mess, you know? It's all a test. It's all a test, you know. Uh, uh, and, and, and listen, the Father gives me strength to run this race. He gives me patience to meet my test. And what? I'm supposed to help you when it comes time to, time to meet your test. Father, just let me run on and on until I see each task that you want me to face in this life. Let me move closer to you. Let me have a closer walk with you. Because any day, any day, just any day now, it just might be the last day. Like Pastor said, it may be the last time. May be the last time. It may be the last time. It may be the last time. I don't know. May be the last time we ever walk together. Maybe the last time, I don't know. Maybe the last time we ever pray together. Maybe the last time, I don't know. Oh, it may be the last time. Maybe the last time. It may be the last time. Maybe the last time, I don't know. Maybe the last time we ever shout together. And it may be the last time we ever cry together. Oh, it may be the last time. Maybe the last time. It may be the last time. Maybe the last time, I don't know. Thank you, dear Father. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for these minds who so tentatively sat and listened today, Father. I thank you for letting my your will be done in my life, Father. I thank you for bringing us all together, Father, and letting us know that you are God of gods, Father. And I thank you, Father. I thank you. I thank you. Every breath that you've given me this morning, may it not be in vain, Father. May we all, may we all come together again in your name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.